Hey, what's up, Street Talks? The Eric Kim for the Eric Kim Street Photography Blog. Currently here with Cindy Wynn, aka Haptic. If you don't know, she's actually the brainchild behind Haptic. So we're starting the Haptic Summer Book Club, and it's a chance for us to talk more about photography books, to inspire ourselves. And um, so one of the things that I want to ask Cindy is, so you did this month-long workshop at LARB, the LA Review of Books, a workshop on publishing. What did you learn about publishing and why should photographers publish more of their own works? Or why do you publish haptic stuff? Mm, so I think the, the big takeaway point from the publishing workshop is, well, two parts. One is there's so much really amazing information, photos, stories out there. The difficult part is how do you get something that's really good to other people? And I think what's exciting about publishing, and I, and I think both of us define publishing as very inclusive, not just like like book traditional publishing, but just getting stuff out there, is that there's good and there's good methods like for trying to get a publisher um, and going that route. But there's also like all these new technical like self-publishing or even publishing online, writing a blog post, doing a YouTube video. There's so many like new techniques and mechanics out there. Um, so actually, um, how do I say this? It was surprising to me to see that like there were so many methods, but that I feel like not everyone was using all of the different tools. So like one concrete tool that um, that we've been doing at Haptic is we basically created a small press which is called Haptic and really it's a it's kind of a self-publishing approach um, we I can't believe it it's, it's pretty much been almost three years now three years and Buy books we've made, I mean this is in all of them these are our print books we've also done digital books but mm -hmm. like it all started with this little guy if, if, three years ago if you guys remember what is, what is that Street Notes. This is <laughs> fourth edition here. So we've the classic done street notes. Classic street notes. And I remember when we put this together, it was a total experiment. We're like, you know, Eric puts all this stuff online for free. Um, but Eric has put out so much stuff that it's actually really hard even for me to be like get a hold of like everything that he's written. And like if you're just starting photography or even like wanna dip yourself your foot back into photography it's really overwhelming so we wanted to create something that was small tangible like you know that could help you detach a little bit from being on the phone or online and just remind you to with new like assignments for photography what's your favorite uh, street photography assignment in the book um let's see I think the funniest one probably is this <laughs> I just flipped it to 1000 photos everyone kind of students kind of what basically the assignment is to take a thousand photos in in a day in a day yes and I, it feels overwhelming and ridiculous but i think the idea is to just get yourself out there and to produce um, and maybe to detach yourself from what you're creating well also um, the reason i came out with a thousand photo assignment is i think a lot of us self-censor ourselves as photographers and i think in order to create more quality photos we must produce more quantity which means we need to shoot a lot in order to get a few good photos. So if I shoot a thousand photos, usually I'll get at least one Thanks. decent photo. Autofocus. Oh, what you could do is you could type it on the, there. okay, all cool. Right. So 1000 photos is often, it's really difficult to make a good photo. If you shoot a thousand photos, even in a day, just shoot JPEG, small JPEG, whatever it may be. 
it forces you to get outside of um, this self-censoring, self-critique mode. And it allows you to actually just shoot more and be more open and free. And we've also made it super small, found big inspiration from Field Notes. I'm a big uh, fan of them. So if it's in your front pocket, your backpack, you just toss in your bag. And it loads faster than a phone, even the newest iPhone. And it's a cute small form factor and it's probably one of our favorite products so far. Um, also, Cindy, I just gave a talk at Google on uh, being creative every day. Mm -hmm. So I think it's actually a book. It's probably one of our more, most underrated books. Can you tell us about why you, uh, what's the creative idea behind Creative Every Day and why you made it? Because um, this is essentially more of your brainchild. Than yeah, mine. so Creative Every Day was one of these, I think we were becoming more and more like little children, being like, what is genre? What is, like, I think it just, we wanted to make a thing of which invited everyone to come play with us, like come play with us with different genres. So. Um, from photography to drawing to writing and to kind of be genre-less and just to be open to the notion of creating. Um, I Eric got me into this notion of eternal return. What's the eternal return? Can I explain? You can explain. So the eternal return is very interesting as a notion. The basic notion is this. It's like Groundhog Day. You know that movie Groundhog Day? You wake up and every single day your life is the same, just on repeat forever. So the basic notion is if your 24-hour day were put on loop forever, would this be your greatest heaven or your worst hell? Which means, how can you make each day, each 24 hours of your day, maximally creative, maximally happy, maximally productive in a meaningful way? And our basic notion is this. Use whatever tools, whether it be your phone, your book, creative every day, Photoshop, Illustrator, to make creative artworks all day, every day. So we believe in this idea of all day creativity. And one of the taglines is make, learn, play. Why did you choose those three uh, adjectives, Cindy? Make, learn, play? Make, learn, play. Um, I mean, for me, I think being creative isn't really an adjective. Like, it's not like, oh, that person's creative or not. Creative is about these three things. It's about making, it's about learning, and it's about playing. Um, and I actually, the honest story underlying this, this book project is that both me and Anna, Annette Kim, um, Eric's sister, an amazing talented designer who basically hand drew all of this and has illustrated and created a lot of our graphics. We talked about kind of the empowering ways in which being creative and making things essentially is is life affirming. Um, a lot of times, like to create something is actually an act of bravery and we are confronting essentially like our inner critics, our fears of what other people might think of us and what we do. And we wanted to create something that was playful, that encouraged us to kind of confront that fear by just having fun with whatever it is we're doing. Um, I think one of the things that a lot of people know is they don't know that you're happy, you're the brainchild, like you're the freaking Adobe InDesign wizard who does the design, you ship it out to get printed, you handle the distribution. Um, tell us more about the behind the scenes of Cindy's artistic, creative publishing concept. Like how did, like, how do you even come up with a book idea, a book project, and also like if other photographers wanted to pitch their own book projects to other publishers, what kind of tips or advice would you give them? Okay. Well, 
our books kind of falls into two main categories, like non-fiction educational books, like Street Hunt, Film Notes, uh, Street Notes, and Creator Every Day. And then our more kind of artistic or experimental fiction type stuff, like Suits, my first photography book, and Masters is kind of a fun crossover because yeah. it's both like educational and artistic. Like mm -hmm. even like doing the layout and design was very intentional from paper selection to color. Actually, this is my favorite spread. Mm -hmm. I was just telling Eric, like I think this is one of the most beautiful photos. Why, why, why do you like that ever spread? Ever shot. Why, why, do you, um, why do you think it is that one? I mean, okay. Just the light on this person, his hands, and then this cherry on top. The face, I don't know if you can see it there. Mm -hmm. If you pick up a copy of Masters, you can see it a little bit closer. Mm -hmm. um, so behind the scenes, I don't even know where to start. <sighs> I don't even know where to start. <laughs> well, first of all, your dream was to create a box company, yes. a shipping company to just ship stuff in boxes. Like a lot of a lot of people don't say their dream is to create a box company. What is what is that? It's it's true. This is all a front for me to buy boxes and figure out how to package things. It, it kind of is true because for me, I think I've mentioned this before, but I grew up um, spending a lot of time on myself and just kind of like eagerly awaiting the mailman, like bringing mainly ads on spam. But then who knows, the idea that something physical, tangible could come in an, an, an envelope and I would have no idea what's inside. And it can be coming from so far away from all these places unknown. And for me, I loved that feeling of opening something up and especially if it was something that was really meaningful to me or a tool or or a book that i was eager to use i wanted to basically create something to share that excitement and joy um so i think books are a similar way is a similar feeling is that especially if they're educational is that like when you purchase and receive a copy of like street hunt it's you're receiving a piece of like Eric and me and, and Anna who helped design this, but you're also receiving a tool of which will help like encourage you to like go out and do things. And it's what you do with the books, I think that's the most exciting part. Oh, speaking of which, Cindy, so a lot of people are like bibliophiles, they're really into books. Like mm -hmm. the book is something sacred. What is your personal philosophy about books? Um. I mean, there's, I have two approaches. One is I think books are overrated. <laughs> um, but the other side is I think that books are, I don't think books are necessarily sacred per se, but I think there is something artistic about the creation of it. Um, and I think books should be used. Like I think if you buy a book, uh, like it's, it's the author and their idea trying to communicate and share something so great that they, they just they just had to put it into words and like and getting and doing all the publishing work is a lot of work. So that person must have really, really believed in their message so much to put it out there. Um Sorry, we got interrupted by uh, a notification. So Cindy, <laughs> is there some questions you have for me? Um because you're the publisher and yeah. I'm kind of the the marketing monkey slash, you know. Eric's is saying that <laughs> he, I have to say, I mean, I, I handle all the logistics and vision for the book projects and actually the making and designing of the book. Um, but it's, it's your philosophy that actually helps to get the thing made. Um, like you're the one who encourages me to like release something. Um, Cause I, I'm a perfectionist. 
and so and you kind of like swing the other extreme i think uh as many of you have commented on eric's videos um eric's like a creation machine how do you why do you create so much and how do you what okay so that's two things why do you create so much too like what's your philosophy on either like the time it takes for you to create the thing or to like edit it polish it refine it oh that's an excellent question so this is my new philosophy is the notion of live streaming video games and stuff is a thing right like you're a streamer right you stream yourself mm -hmm. playing video games it always struck me as odd as people would sit down and watch someone else play video games and then you'd watch it live like to me it's actually kind of a little bit bizarre and so I one day I had the idea that huh maybe blogging it shouldn't be called blogging it should just be called streaming mm. is that I almost treat myself like a streamer because except the difference is I'm not streaming video games I'm streaming thoughts ideas and I believe now that I'm constantly in a state of becoming, my ideas are constantly in a state of flux. So I don't actually want any of my blog posts to be eternal or good or immutable or unchangeable, but rather each new blog post that I make is a more distilled, refined, modern version of my ideas. So actually in that sense, I don't believe in finality. So. That's why I don't really believe in self-censorship. I don't believe in consistency. I don't believe in perfection or I don't even really even believe any in making something good anymore. I just believe that it's more important to be honest, direct and, um, and to be, I guess, current. And I don't know about you, but you know, uh, when I'm going on websites or blogs or reading the news, whatever, I always want new stuff. Like I'm addicted to new stuff. If I go to a blog, I usually blog. I'll, I'll, I remember back in the day, I used to visit blogs like 10 times a day. If there's not something new, I'm gonna get bored. But I love that you can go to my blog several times a day and there's always gonna be something new, whether you find it interesting or not. And so I'm kind of creating as if I was my ideal audience. And mm -hmm. I think I'm kind of a weird special case. But my hope and ambition is to just encourage other people to censor themselves less, to share more, and uh, to make more. Is that your last question for me? <laughs> um, so I'm, I'm sorry. I was so I was listening to what you were saying. I, I forgot that I'm supposed to queue up another question. Oh no, it's okay. I, I'm new to so this I'll, interview. So I'll, I'll do a I'll do a I'll do a transition. So. Even now, I feel that one of the best ways to invest your time, money, and resources is to you know, buy books, not gear. And also, I would encourage all of us to start to learn how to make our own photo books. So something that I'm kind of striving towards is, I think um, there's lots of opportunities also in digital publishing. So uh, even learning how to use Adobe InDesign. Most of us know how to use Adobe Lightroom at this point. And so teaching yourself how to use Adobe InDesign, or there's actually a new software on the Mac called Affinity Publisher. It's only like 50 bucks, so it's way cheaper. And so it's a lot more accessible because I think a lot of people think about publishing that they think that print hard books are the only legitimate form of public, uh, publishing, but I also do believe in digital products and eBooks. And so 
Cindy, you've also taken a lot of our books and made them available as eBooks. What are your personal thoughts on eBooks? Like you as a, you just got your PhD in history of the book and the libraries. What are your thoughts on eBooks? Like, are they legitimate? Like, what is the benefit of getting an eBook versus a print book? And, you know, how do you take a book and just turn it into a digital copy and put it on Kindle and Amazon and stuff like that? It's, it's a quite complex process. Okay, well, that, that's a lot of questions. They're kind of slightly different. Um, my thought about uh, print books versus digital books is actually, I think they're all good, but just for different purposes. Um, honestly, the people that pick up our digital versions of books, sometimes it's because of like they want the book now or um, they don't want to wait for shipping or things like that. And they just want to always have it with them. So like that, that's a big flexibility of digital books. For me, I shift between, because we were living nomadically, like we couldn't just lug around a, a bunch of books all the time, but I would still like so appreciate being able to like go to a library or a bookstore or even a cafe and like tangibly be able to touch and flip through something. Like it's, it's such a different like haptic material experience to be able to hold something in your hand and just essentially be single tasking and looking at one thing instead of like my 20,000 wit tabs that I have open right now. Wait, so Cindy, why is it called haptic? Why did you decide to call the publisher haptic? So haptic, haptic essentially means touch. Um, it has, it actually, it's, it's not just about touch, but it's about like the perception or proprioception, which is um, the kind of understanding of space and stuff and how they exist in relationship to each other. Um, I like the word because maybe it's not as trendy now, but maybe three year, four or five years ago, when new phones and screens had a haptic technology, which is essentially you touch it and there's a little bit of feedback. Um, and I, I, I love that concept, kind of this play on um, this creating a material thing that basically leaves some type of physical, kind of has a, has a physical response. Like if you touch, man, what is it? Um, mater materialistic, no, um, what am I trying to say? Materiality? No, uh, metaphysically. Metaphysically, once you <laughs> purchase this book, you are, and open this book, like we are really kind of getting a piece of me, Eric, Anna, who designed this super ambitious children's photography Wait, book. Wait, what, uh, what, what book is this? This is my first photography book. What is that? Uh, it's a children's book about making photos and, and enjoying life. And Anna illustrated all this. Uh, I wrote the lines together with Eric's help while we were just silly rapping and making, like reading Dr. Seuss. And when you like pick up this book, we want you to, look at this, look at this feature. Whoa. Whoa, like, look at that. <laughs> Be left with kind of a vision of our like what we hope to share with the world to share the beauty of photography beauty of life and all that around all of that around us and also the empowering tool of photography to make loved ones just smile so we like that's the idea behind haptic is we want to make stuff rather it be digital material whatnot that actually leaves a mark on you um, so let's say you go to hapticindustries.com or you go to Eric Kim's blog and click shop. There's like a lot of books. Let's say I never bought a haptic book. Where do I get started? Like what should I buy? Like where do I get started? Should I just buy it all or well, should I choose one at a time? Is there like a certain 
flow because sometimes I see lots of books and I just I get overwhelmed I'm like I don't know where to start uh, well, there is a summer flash sale right now, so it is a good time to pick up books, <laughs> um, especially Creative Every Day. Creative Every Day, okay. Um, where do you start? Honestly, uh, it depends what you what Oh, you oh this might be fun. What order did you publish each book chronologically? Okay. Well, a few are missing because we're actually doing a, an updated edition. Uh, but I went Street Notes was first, uh -huh. and then we made Photo Journal, which is getting updated. <laughs> and then film notes and then I think we went masters so this was a lot of this was published while we were in Vietnam um then we did masters yeah, where's it printed it's printed locally down the street from in California in California uh -huh. um so and then we flew to Kyoto flew Anna and my sister Jennifer over there we made creative every day um you can see I think there's a picture of us in Kyoto and, how, and like over 400 hours of us working on this um and then we made suits and my first photography book around the same time I am so utterly proud of suits why, why do you like suits? it is honest okay so first of all I love this size like I think for photo books I, I like being able to walk around and look at books and be able to hold them um so Anna designed the cover I, you know, like Eric was saying, he was like so into like moving on to the next one and doing all this, thing, you know, like moving and creating and um, kind of not looking back. But for me, I'm a historian, so I'm kind of always constantly always looking back. And for me, looking back is all about gratitude um, and kind of cherishing or respecting the past. And for me, like Eric's suit pro suits project is phenomenal i mean it's it's thoughtful it actually has a mission underlying it's aesthetically variant it's very um it actually has a statement on capitalism and work and life um i think it was also quite therapeutic for eric as he was developing a suits project uh so for me like creating this was like me just respecting Eric's craft and his work. How did it feel like for you to actually have like your first photo book? Oh, it feels fantastic. It, uh, everything ends up dying on the cloud. And so to print something in person and have it tangible, I feel like this is kind of the ultimate form because I love the internet and I love the, how it's, you know, in flux on the internet, but to have something full of atoms is actually deeply satisfying. And I think us humans, we tend to, disdain the immaterial, we like the material. And also what I really love about the book so much is that the, the fold flat design. And I'm really excited to publish more books with you. Um, uh, I had one more question for you, Cindy. So if somebody goes on hapticindustries.com or goes to our shop and then they put in an order, what happens from your end? I'm slightly addicted to checking my email. How many times do you check the email a day? I don't know, if I'm half asleep, I don't, it's, it's bad. I think this is the equivalent of me waiting for the mailman, except that like I could, it's in the palm of my hands. Uh -huh. So I, I don't want to, I'm too embarrassed to say how many times I check my email. A lot. More, more than once a day. More than once a day, a kind of unhealthy amount. Um, I get a notification of a, of a buyer. So you get an email? An email. Saying and somebody bought something? I, it's really exciting because like people, I think, I think we like what's the most like we've shifted to like Iceland, <laughs> definitely all over Europe. 
um, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, um, Israel, like there's, I don't think, maybe we've shipped to Egypt before, like it's, I get extremely excited and I conceptualize like how I'm going to package it and wrap it and I do like a handwritten note. Um, my younger sister Jennifer is amazing and she helps me ship when we're on the road. Um, but yeah, I, I get the email and I package it up and wrap it up. How's it feel? It feels amazing because I think, I think, um, one of our friends said something is that you vote with your, your dollar. You basically, you put, or the other saying is you put your money where your mouth is. Like for you to either, from watching, like paying with your time, if you're watching this video all throughout, um, or actually like paying your hard earned money to buy our products, it means so much. Cause it means that you believe in what we do. It means that you are, are as excited about the things that we've created as we are and that you um, will actually pay money, good money to, to want that thing. It, it, it means a lot as like an artist, small, like an independent business. Um, and, and for us like that, it's, it's I think a, an amazing sign of respect and we really, really, really appreciate that. Oh, and uh, what's a uh, sneak peek? What's uh, what are you working on right now? Sneak peek. Well, I did mention we're, we have updated photo journal. Um, so that's coming up soon. We have, I keep saying it's the last of our little booklet series. I think it is, but we have, should we say what it is? Yeah, we said. Okay, so we have the fifth part of this series called Travel Notes. So to share our love of travel as well as um, hope to inspire people to kind of be introspective during their travels, how to photograph while on the road. Um, it's, I say this for all our books, but it's probably one of our most ambitious books. And we can't wait to, it's, it's printing right at this moment. So we can't wait to share it with you. Yeah, so stay updated. Just Google Eric Kim blog or go to hapticindustries.com, check out the shop. Make sure to buy lots of stuff so you can blow up Cindy's inbox. And, um, but we just want to let you know that thank you so much for your love and your support. Um, and we also want to encourage you to, you know, start your own publishers, start publishing your own stuff. Uh, we started three years ago, just pretty much us two. And it's been a fun, fulfilling journey. And thank you so much for everything. Thanks a lot for watching guys. Peace out.